Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time that may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac on June, what is it, June the 9th, the 9th, the 9th of June. Um, I'm not sure if it's a beautiful day or not, but I mean. It's pretty beautiful when we came yeah. in here. That's pretty nice. It's a great day in the neighborhood. <laughs> this is a gun-free zone. <laughs> drove up here today in my Lincoln. That's weird. I'm wearing a gun right now. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's Matthew McConaughey. Tony's giving us our best best Matthew McConaughey impression because if you're, he was on TV. On was, TV, June eighth, June the seventh, whatever, yeah, whatever yeah. day from the White House press room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. President McConaughey. President, I'm President you mean McConaughey. He, he wasn't on a TNT rerun. <laughs> Anyway, they call me the Lincoln lawyer. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Tony's in, in rare form today. It's because of all the crawfish. All the crawfish. All the crawfish he, he, he's been eating here recently. Yeah. You know, I'm headed back down there to the other side of the state in two weeks. So, yeah, he's been down to Louisiana yeah. and going back to Louisiana. You know, it's kind of a second home. Land of gumbo yeah. and well, oysters. Wait, you, you know, it's, it's hurricane season now. Yeah, I don't care. It's <laughs> <laughs> going to fix the levees. Yeah. 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 Of course, you know, I, I guess I'm headed to the Virgin Islands, so yeah. I, mm. I would be a little more um, in money, the way. Money can't, may not buy you, B-A-U-O-U, buy you. Money may not buy you happiness, but money can buy you crawfish. <laughs> and money can buy you boudin. Anyway, we'd love to hear from our listeners. If you want to like us on Facebook and Instagram, you know, you can do that. Also, you can send us an email, podcast at rhema.org, and um, you, we can hear from you. Make sure to let Craig know uh, how you feel about him carrying that heavy cross for Christ on the white sands of those beaches. Yes. Anyway, that's our, our, our guest, um, again, David D'Ambroso. He was here with us last week, and we talked about what he's been doing after Rhema. He graduated in 2009. Correct. 2009. He grew up here at Rama. Uh, right nine, as we called it back yeah. then. Yeah. 2009. Yeah. David grew up opposed to the alt six. <laughs> right across the street. <laughs> he said, he, said he would wake up every day and look at the, see the face shields every every morning. Grew inspire up the, me. Grew up in the church, and then um, went to Rama, and then you know decided to get into the and doing finance, and then the Lord changed his focus to political consulting. Making a whole lot less money because he's not, you know, you know, your your part is more the ground game, correct? I mean, that's a well, I, be a I've done essentially every element of a campaign and manage campaigns from A to Z, uh, winning campaigns. But the thing that I do that I'm most known for is the least glorious, the most difficult, and the uh, uh, least monetarily enriching part of a campaign which is the ground game, and that is deploying a bunch of people to knock on doors, get data from voters, uh, move people around, take polls, and um, get more votes than any other aspect of the campaign, uh, certainly more votes per dollar spent. And one thing that we have been encouraging Rama grads and Rama students and, and Christians in general is to be involved in, in the political process, whether it be running for president, um, running for Congress, running for you know state house, or just running for school board, or um, you know your 
county commissioner or whatever it might be. Running but, for the sake of running has cardiovascular benefits as well. You might consider it. <laughs> you know, we need to put Christ you know, back into our government, and yeah. we need good Christian men and women that not only um, understand the Bible, but also understand the Constitution and understand, you know, actually, and have common sense. I mean, Amen. I, mean I, I think that's, you know, we have realized over the last few years um, that the school board is very important in, in your, 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 you know, making sure that your kids are being taught what they need to be taught, you know, and, and also does actually come to class. I mean, you pro know. tip, never support a Democrat abortionist for school board. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we try, you know, we'll, yeah. Well, I'll add something there. Not just Christians in politics. We need Christians called to that arena. Amen. If you get before God, you'll find out what he's called you to do. And some folks are called to that arena. David's called to that to this arena, and that's because just just because you've got an ichthus on your bumper, you know, or on your business card, doesn't mean you make a good politician, good good uh, leader. Yes, Amen. Not all that say that they're his are are his, yeah. as we learned with uh, yeah. Barack just, Hussein. Yeah, just because you're wearing a t-shirt, don't mean you're on the team. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of you that know me know that I'm very involved in the political arena. Not only that, we started the Reawake American Tour right here on the campus here. That was the biggest political event in the nation on either side of six months, because I don't believe President Trump wasn't touring at that point, right? No, that was that was so, in, in 2000. Uh, that was 2021. 21 in April. And you had like half his administration here and a who's who of. Yeah, we, we've we had, you know, who's who, of you know, in, in the political arenas as well as. You know, a lot of doctors, a lot and of... thanks for letting me in on that, because I didn't have an invite until a, a Shagan, a Craig Hagan, opened the doors for me yeah. to a VIP area, gave me a badge, uh, much to the chagrin of uh, a number of folks that said, you were not invited here. But Craig... Yeah, so we had like 7 million people that watched it online, you know, beautiful. And, and then we've been able to tour the country. In fact, I'm coming up in a few days on June the 8th, we'll be in Virginia Beach, Virginia, I'm not sure where our location, but you can go to time time to freeamerica.com and find all that information about. Is that July the eighth? July the eighth, yes, July the eighth, eighth um, and ninth, or seventh and eighth. Can't remember. Is time there a to, website for that? The Reawaken America Tour 2022.com. No, time to freeamerica.com, and you can find all the information about that. But um, so you've been involved in the political process, helping other people, and you know. I know, and I've, I've talked to you, obviously, many times. Um, one of the things people always ask me, Craig, when are you running and what are you running for? And I always tell them, I'm not planning on running for anything because I don't feel that that's what God, God has called me to the ministry. But I do believe I have a calling to help people run and, you know, and help them and support them. And so that's what I, I'm looking to help, help, pe- help people run all over America, you know, for different offices and things like that. Um, but so... I've seen you and I've seen your heart on that, and you are really an integral part in many campaigns that we might not explicitly talk about here. But some of the advice that you had given over a year ago to some of these big-name campaigns, you would instantly know if I mentioned, but I'm not trying to embarrass anyone. They had national consultants come in and verbatim tell the candidate what Craig has been saying for over a year. Not only what Craig has been saying, what Craig did and executed on they said, well, you're going to need to do this. And it's good that Craig already did it. So they were set up for success at this point in their campaigns. And, you know, one thing, too, about, you know, now, obviously, when you're doing a campaign, you have to know something about people who, you know, people are voters. And so you also need to know a little bit about marketing and, you know, also just about 
even such as we, we've been joking about in the last thing, come up with a website that people can find. Craig, Craig, should the website be 42 letters long or more like four letters long if yes. you had, if you had I mean, a choice between? I mean, the thing about it is if someone's cl- clicking on a, on, a, on a thing, it, it, it can be whatever. But if you want to actually type it in, you need something that it's a little bit shorter. Uh, and um, Like rbtc.org. RBTC. Also something people can remember. Yes. And something or or d4ok.us. Yes. So um, that is your website, d4ok.us. And so you have decided to to um, run for, um, what's the District 36? Correct. In the, in the Oklahoma State, State Senate. Senate. Yes. And so um, now you've helped other people run. When, the- when you say decided, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of volition involved in that. I think it was more like I was conscripted by a number of people, including a Shagan. Well, so... <laughs> Basically, what happened is that we looked for, and you were part of the, of the the people that we were looking for someone to run for District Thirty Six. Yeah, even and, uh, me, I was looking for someone to run. That was not me, and I offered about seven or eight people a lot of free help. And the background on that is, for the past four years, I've been a political consultant uh, to Governor Stitt. I was his field director in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We got uh, more votes for him than any other field director in the state, 50% more voters contacted. Uh, I have run campaigns before. Uh, I was also field director for the former attorney general, uh, Go O'Connor. Please vote for O'Connor if I'm allowed to say that. (laughs) And uh, I offered these folks to run for this seat in District 36 free help to run against the incumbent. Free help. Uh, Every single statewide race, uh, every single statewide candidate that I have helped out has won (laughs) on their election. Every single state legislative candidate I've helped out has won for the leg of their campaign I helped them on. So it's valuable help, especially, um, you know, and the price is right for free. I said, I'm going to go put my hands and feet to work for you at the door, on the phone, making websites for you, so on and so forth. Zero dollars charge. Couldn't we... How many people do we get to take us up on that, Craig? None. Zero. So I became my own ninth choice, and I'm now running. I thought you were the 10th choice and the last choice. Yeah, definitely the last. It might have been the 10th. I mean, we were looking with uh, Oklahoma Second Amendment Association, OKHPR, Oklahomans Health and Parental Rights. They're the number one in two liberty groups in the state of Oklahoma and others. Uh, We're looking to replace the current incumbent because he has a D- lifetime conservative voting record before he voted for SB 1591. Now, Craig, do you know what SB 1591 is? Yeah, that's to give illegal driver's license in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah, it gives illegal aliens driver's licenses. So, you know, they can vote or something, you know, maybe get more government assistance than they already do. Now, what do you think happens when I ask the Republican voters, because this is a Republican, quote unquote, a rhino we're running against, Republican name only. What do you think happens when I go door to door and I ask the Republican voters, do you support SB 1591, a measure that your current state senator voted for to give illegal aliens driver's licenses? What percentage do you do you think say absolutely not? 100% 100% I bet you it's only 90 something unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> but you're pretty close really so, so there are some people that want yeah to get- there's some people that are you know they've got real big brains or something with a bunch of folds and the thought gets caught in one of those folds and they're like well I don't know maybe now also you're you're 
the current incumbent, um, we were just on the phone the other day, and he promised one of his constituents that he was going to pass a law to come against these illegal vaccine mandates. And um, yeah, uh, did he, he was, do that? He was going to put a bill this out session. There. Yes, this session. And it didn't happen. Right. The session's over, right? So he can't, yes. unless he has a time machine. Now, now one thing, too, that has <laughs> been one of our frustrations um, is that he doesn't like to answer the phone or, or, or respond to email. Well, he gave me an invitation to write legislation for him. And, I mean, he opened up on this. He and his campaign manager, who I believe is his next-door neighbor, and uh, <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> which is he's a mean racquetball player. I like him, uh, but in any case, and I don't have anything personally against this guy that's in there. And, except, and that's one thing too. You need to realize when people are we're running praying for, for office, him. you know, we're, we're, we're not trying to touch someone. You know, but you know, we do need people in office that number one, I believe, should be they should be a Christian, and you know, he is a Christian. When he does go to church, we know that and he has a dog, right? Because that's in his you know thing. It's in a lot of his mailings. Yeah, yeah. So you know, but number two that honors the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of Oklahoma. Yeah, and that's the problem. This, the current fella doesn't do that. I don't believe, I, I don't know. Guys, you can help me out. Uh, email me uh, or send me a message on d4ok.us or danbroso.com. You can identify for me where it is in the United States Constitution that allows us to give illegal aliens driver's licenses. And then maybe let's forget about the Constitution for just a moment. Where is it in the Republican Party platform to give illegal aliens driver's licenses so they can vote and get welfare? Please let me know. D4ok.us. Thanks, guys. Anyway, and there's other things that he's... Um, well, yeah, so I didn't finish this thread. So he offered me to write <laughs> legislation for him, and I message him. I follow up like twice a year since he's been elected in 18, and he never responds to me. And uh, dozens and dozens of the constituents have told me they've been trying to call him, send him messages, and he just doesn't respond. But, you know, so, that's— so Wait, wait, I'm going to put you on, on record here. So are you going to respond to people if they—, if they because, you know— Absolutely. Don't vote for me again if I don't respond to you, folks. But, because you're I give to... everyone my personal cell phone number at the door, and on, uh, you know, they can get to my personal cell phone from my mailers that I send them, and I tell folks, if I don't return your call, don't vote for me. That's not representation. Yes, because you're supposed to represent your district or The your will state. of the people. The yeah. will of the people. After, you know, it goes the will of God, the United States Constitution, and then the will of the people, if it's constitutional. And, and, you know, we've got an amendment process if it's not. So even if what you want is not constitutional, folks, we just need to do a constitutional amendment and let's get it in there. And now one thing that people might not know a whole lot, it's kind of coming out even more, is there something called states' rights? So can you explain the state? Because that's coming up on the, abor- the abortion issue right now about states' rights. Um, you know, can you explain that? Explain that's it. a fantastic question, Craig. Uh, absolutely not. You can't explain states' rights? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was settled in the Civil War, you see. No, no. You ha- we have something called the Tenth Amendment, the United States Constitution. Government doesn't have rights. It has powers. And those powers are enumerated in the United States Constitution. Uh, all of the powers not explicitly stated, directly given to the federal government, are given to the states. Yes, and, and, and so, so right now I know the Roe versus Wade, uh, Roe v. Wade thing. They're talking about maybe putting that back to the states. Correct. Um, 
Yeah, that's what most legal scholars believe Roe v. Wade will do. It'll send the issue of abortion back to the states. So California can decide if they want to murder babies at eight months or nine months. Yeah, sacrifice them on the altar of Molech. Absolutely. Pass them through the fire just like the Old Testament. Let's not fool ourselves. That's right. Exactly this what is, it is, according to the Church of Satan, a religious sacrament for the church of satan and they are correct in recognizing that this is a sacrifice literally to a demonic principality named moloch or baal well the israelites uh did that the judah did it yeah uh, under king ahaz they take them out and uh, uh they later on the king turned it into a garbage dump and they still went out there and done it well, they an worship inter- the demons in a garbage dump sacrificing babies yeah, that always amazed me reading the Bible. You know, Moses is gone for less than 30 days, and he comes back, and they already fashioned some god with their hands yeah. out of gold in their brain. Yeah, this, this is what led us out of Egypt. Don't you remember? And I remember thinking when I was like, you know, eight, nine years old, um, out of all of the things I know that are not God, something I built myself. Yeah, and I'm going to eat if it was alive. So anyway. And so, you know, obviously there are powers that the states, you know, have. And now— you actually have a brilliant idea how to end abortion in all 50 states through the states' rights. So it's totally yeah. You, know, um, you were telling our John O'Connor, who, who happens to our attorney general. attorney general the other day, and he was like, man, that, that's, that's a great idea and a great concept. Well, Tell- thank you. Thank you for promoting that. Yeah, I was impressed with him and just really impressed that he thought my idea was great. So essentially, if the state of Oklahoma, just within the Oklahoma state legislature, declares rules abortion illegal— based on the personhood of the fertilized cell, which is now a human life according to every biological text, so life from conception, under the 14th Amendment right to life, this would give the child personhood and absolute protection. Now, we'd be immediately sued by leftists, which is the best part. And if leftists don't take the bait and sue us, we'll sue ourselves. So it goes to the Supreme Court, and when they rule on that, it doesn't matter what California or New York want to do. It will become illegal to murder a child at any point. Mm. Yeah, like and, and Attorney General John O'Connor said, yeah, we could end in all 50 states with your plan, essentially. <laughs> and I said, let's, let's do this, because this race, my state Senate race, is perhaps the most important state Senate race in the United States right now, because literally— This ability to potentially end abortion, according to our attorney general and many legal minds and scholars, hinges upon the results of this race on June 28th between David D'Ambroso and the incumbent. So go to D'Ambroso.com, D-A-M-B-R-O-S-O.com to learn more. But I really wanted to segue into this. One of the other reasons I'm running is because, well, my opponent has a D lifetime conservative voting average, according to the American Conservative Union, and that's on the voter defense. You can just Google voter defense and his name. We always say David D'Ambrose's opponent (laughs) because name ID, you know, name ID is the number one metric by which voters vote for a candidate, which is crazy. But that's for another time. He authored a bill called HB 1103, and I had to deal with the line media on this a little bit earlier. So I'll ask right now, Craig, can we do a third podcast sometime to talk about the line media? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to invite myself back and just put you on the spot here, but it's you a bold are yeah. fake news. Yeah. There's a lot of fake There's, There's a, a lot, lot of fake news. They, got, they need to catch the fox pox. And so t- tell us about, you know, well, let, let's just be fair. To tell us what was intended, supposedly, 
And then what happened with this bill once it got passed? Yeah, so we'll go to intent. And really, I only think intent matters to God and only God knows intent. So I look at uh, well, it, outcomes, it, too. We, so someone could intend to go get groceries for their elderly next door neighbor. But if they ran over my mother and killed her on the way, they still killed my mother <laughs> despite their intentions. Well, it, it, and that was bad. And use the, the gun analogy. That was a really good one, too. Yeah, so the incumbent is just shooting uh, a, a gun at a paper target, but unfortunately he set that paper target up in front of a family picnicking, and he's shooting the family and killing them and saying, well, goodness, I just intended to shoot at this paper target, but the outcome's very damaging. So what do we mean by all of this? We kind of put the end to the beginning, kind of like God. We're made in his image, right? Yeah. He knows the end from the beginning. Here's the beginning. So he writes this bill, HB 1103, which, you know, ostensibly the intent is for um, mental health, uh, to promote mental health among children, right? That that sounds nice. It sounds good. Except here's the problem. It's not constitutional. It's not conservative because he mandates it, it be given to all 10 to 12-year-olds in the state of Oklahoma, even if they're in a private school. And so what this survey ended up doing, we've got the screen captures. We have the Wayback Machine. We have video recording. You can go and take this website, this OPNA survey at ok.gov, and they removed this since, but my wife and I took it and hundreds of parents took it and were outraged, immediately called for my opponent's removal. And... Uh, the questions asked were, what kind of sex do you like to have to 10-year-olds? What do you identify as heterosexual, gay, pansexual, demisexual, things like this? Then it asked them what gender they were assigned at birth, promoting the concept that there are more than two genders. And then it linked them to an LGBT hotline where they can go and text your lesbian, gay, bi, and transsexual hotline and do God knows what. Oh my and Lord. it mandates that this be asked. And instead of taking responsibility, the opponent just denied that it was his survey, except what, we what? have it screen-capped. It's his survey at the top of the screen. We put images of the bill he wrote that mandates the bill. And so perhaps he had good intentions, or perhaps he knew this. And this survey might have already been taken by attended. I've had people, volunteers, are knocking on doors saying, their kids have taken this survey mm. already. Mm. And one parent is outraged because his daughter's already struggling with this gender identity. And she says she's taken this survey that asked her this at public school. And something else that did ask in the survey is how many times you're, you go to church, right? Yeah, yeah, how many times your parents go to church and if you're comfortable with that or not. And now, so, you know, they are covering their butts, whichever government agency is in charge. And you can say butts on the podcast, survey. that's okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, they're derriers. Um so, you know, the state agency's covering, you know, covering its butt, who's in charge of giving this OPNA survey, and they've rescinded these questions. So I got a call from the media this morning. They're saying, well, David, you're lying. I said, well, where did we get the screenshots from if I'm lying? You can confirm if this is Photoshopped or not. This is time stamped. We took it on this website at this time. So as we're speaking, my wife is going back on the Wayback Machine, because everything's forever on the Internet, mm -hmm. going back to the date before they scrubbed everything, taking it. And I have an interview with the Tulsa World tomorrow where they are going to hopefully apologize to me, if they're honest, for calling me a liar I, I about this issue. Breath. Exactly. I'm not holding my breath. But what they don't know, and it won't be evident because this is not, won't be out until perhaps right before the election, is I recorded the entire conversation. <laughs> Just like our great President for, Trump. For quality assurance purposes. Yes. So that, let's segue into how did Rama Bible Training <laughs> College help you, you know, get to this point? Well, and, you know, I, I learned that asking 10-year-olds about sex was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So covered I never, that, I never that, ever for, did it. Covered that first day of class. <laughs>
Yeah, we covered that early on. You I'm know, not talking about your survey. I'm not talking about you know helping you you know decide to have a career and prepare you, you know, for prepare, this prepare. leg of the journey of your life. <laughs> yeah, it was so so critically valuable as a foundation before I went to university. You know, like I said in the last podcast, I attended Brokener High School, graduated in '06. With two years of college credit from AP courses that I took, I was an AP Scholar of Distinction. I passed them all, uh, all my classes, even electives. The last yeah, two I was years president of high school. Of the FFA. I mean. <laughs> Pretty soon, that's about to be a, a much, much more valuable skill than anything I ever learned. <laughs> I'm going to segue real quick into long-range shooting. I, I love shooting past 1,000 yards, and I've shot with a ton of military snipers. And do you know the only class of people that consistently shoot better than military snipers in these classes? FFA. Farmers. Yeah. You want to know who hits the, the uh, Coke can the first time at 1,100 yards? Yeah, it's not the Marine farmer. sniper. It's they the farmer. They understand responsible gun ownership, man. Yeah, they they hit him. They hit him with both barrels of that shotgun. Thanks, Brandon. So so back to Rama. You know what what I learned there was critical as a basis. And so I graduated high school with two plus years of college credit as an AP scholar with distinction. Instead of going to uh, the academic path where I would have had you know a lot of money given to me, quote unquote, for free. We know nothing's really for free. And I, I got that biblical foundation, which was critical, where I learned how to be led by the Spirit of the Lord. And it's not as crazy, flash-dazzly as people imagine. And it is less glamorous than people think. And the most important lesson I learned, I, I will save you two years at RBTC uh, if you're not pri- privileged enough to go and actually catch that anointing that cannot be taught. But it is, you must have momentum in order to be directed by God. People want God to speak to them, to appear to them, to give them dreams and visions of what to do, that next step. But no, take that step immediately, even if you're going in the wrong direction, like Paul's missionary journeys, God will then direct you. See, a rudderless ship is what I learned at Raymond. It can move and move and move. And if, you're not, if you don't have any forward momentum, it doesn't matter. You're not going anywhere. Go in the completely wrong direction. Let God guide you, and you'll be on target faster than waiting for God to direct you to take that first step. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you know, and also we have been well, talking, and, and, you know, right now, if you go to a public university, you're learning radical stuff, taught by radical teachers. And um you know, we believe that before you might want to do that, you might want to first go to a place like Rainbow Bible Training College and get a foundation for God's Word. Or after and renew your mind real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we find that a lot of times people are going for a year or a year and a half, and then they're like, they're questioning all kinds of stuff, and they come to Raymond and have to get their mind renewed. But you At can come to RBTC.org. RBTC.org. And I tell you, man, you know, it's, it's great to have a foundation. You know who you are in Christ. You know how to stand because kids between 18 and 25 are very, very impressionable. And they know that. We know that the deep state is trying to get a hold of them while they're young well, yeah. and impressionable. Yeah, what do you think it does when you ask 10-year-olds what gender they were assigned at birth? Does that aid into that grooming agenda? Doesn't it help when a creepy adult then starts asking kids these questions? That was the thing. What Don Jr. say the other day? On his own. Well, he, he said that my name was absent from a birthday card donation list to his father the other day in <laughs> a personal text message to me. I mean, but that was no, just me. I'm sure no one yeah, else got that message. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about. 
<laughs> he said something like that. If 18-year-olds can't own a, a rifle, then maybe five-year-olds choose their own gender. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know. That would be irresponsible. <laughs> we engage in this Ben Shapiro-esque logical debate with the left, but they're on another level. They don't care. And while we've been busy saying we win the logical argument, which we do, and the fact-based arguments we do, they've been busy winning the fight by passing laws and using emotional appeals. Mm. Even us conservatives are driven more by emotional appeals than rational ones. See, our brain does it in a temporal timeline that deceives us. And it's like that Bible scripture, the heart of man is deceitful above all else. We deceive ourselves into thinking we came to a conclusion rationally first. No, we came to it emotionally first. We were told first. And so, you know, people have to be exposed to the truth to set them free. What is it they believe if the truth sets them free? It wasn't already the truth, right? right? And so the left wins these fights by simply telling kids and implanting in their minds these ideas, this confusion, these lies, this deception that, well, maybe you aren't just a boy or a girl. And of course, kids are changing and developing and have hormonal shifts all the time. They're in a state where their brain is putty. Their frontal lobe doesn't fully develop until they're 25 years old. But again, to Don Jr.'s point, if we're asking people to bleed and die for this country at 18, shouldn't they be able to own a gun and defend their lives? A little target practice at least. Yeah, but the other point is, why should a five-year-old be able to choose their own gender? Oh, they, they shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just you know, it's criminal. You know, crazy. But, but um, yet we whine about it, and the left is just doing it. And that's what I love about Trump. He really taught us how to engage in action. He never said how to build the wall. He just said, we're going to build it. And all the big brain people said, hmm, well, that's stupid. You're going to need this and this XYZ logistics, and it'll cost this much money, and you're going to be impeded at the federal. No. He said, we're going to build the wall. And guess what? He built huge segments of that wall and was stopped by the entire apparatus of the bureaucratic state that employs millions of people to violate our rights on a daily basis. They did it. The Democrats did it. Media did it. And rhinos within Trump's own administration and the Republican Party impeded him from building that whole wall. But he still built huge segments yeah. of it. The only way that we're going to help change this government, well, number one, is pray. Yes, number one. That's step for and step. your grandfather said yeah. something absolutely yeah. phenomenal that I wanted to say in the last podcast. He said... One day I was watching a video of his at RAMA, RBTC.org. You can learn a little bit about this. He was saying God wasn't going to hold Richard Nixon so much accountable for yeah. Watergate as church. the Christians, the church who have abdicated their role that he commanded in Scripture to pray for our leaders. And really, the quality of the leaders in the country reflect the quality of the people and their decisions. America deserved Barack Hussein Obama. America deserved joe biden because of the disobedience and doing what god said if we had just a third of the christians praying for elections you would not have a resident biden doing well i ask voters this if you were trying to destroy america would you do anything differently than resident biden and they say no and this is the fault of christians not taking up their role as prayer warriors and interceding for this nation and then showing us their faith by their works. Faith without works is dead. And then voting for people, volunteering for Christian conservatives, and then running for office for themselves, as you've asked many, many times, Pastor Craig. And I think it's very important because I, I think that as we get more Christian conservatives, America first um, Amen. candidates in office, 
we can change our nation. So you know, is first, giving Ukraine forty billion dollars America first, Craig? No, it's it's, it's Ukraine first. Okay, I and you know, make sure. the the thing about it is, like I said. If we're going to help Ukraine's borders, why don't we help our own borders? Yeah, okay. why don't we secure our own borders where yes. we work on Ukraine? I, I know maybe someone says, well, if we give them $40 million, maybe gas prices will go down. It's not going to happen, guys. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, because we're going to stop the Putin war, right? You know, because that's Putin's the problem. Wait, wait, wait. Biden funded that war when day one in office, <laughs> he shut down all oil drilling permits, exactly. didn't issue new permits, and then caused the global price of oil and petroleum to go through the roof, which is Russia's number one export. Then we started exporting double the amount of oil from Russia, literally forcing the American taxpayer to pay for Putin's incursion on Ukraine and forcing the international community to pay for Putin's incursion. Fund his war machine. Yes. <clears throat> that makes too much sense. But anyway. <laughs> I know. A lot of folds. A lot of folds in the brain to understand You know, that. so... The thing about it is, is that there are men and women out there today that have been thinking about running for anything from school board to mayor, city council, up to, you know, state Senate, U.S. Senate. If you, you know, do it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I know we, we would say do it. Maybe they're like, David, how, how do I get involved? Um, they can contact you, right? Go to d4ok.us or dambroso.com. There's a contact me form. You can learn all about it there. As I said in the last podcast, I help a number of people out for free. That's right. Uh, the price is right at free. What's the excuse now? I give you a lot of concrete help for free. And, you know, if there are things that cost me money, I'll obviously have to charge you money for it. But I oftentimes just direct people to someone in their area that can help after giving them the free scaffolding. Honestly, if you just execute enthusiastically the elements I give you for free to run a campaign, the probability is you will win. If you just look at what I say and you commit yourself to implementing that, you can win right there. But if you need more hands-on help, you're not the kind of person that builds it yourself. Yeah, I'm there to help you. Others are there to help you. Yes, and so you know, if you want to find more information about getting elected, then maybe you need to go to David's website. Also, Rama Bible Training College, rbtc.org. We um are now accepting applications for the 2022-2023 school year that starts on September the 6th. And we want to say right now we will not close for monkeypox. And I know you people are laughing about it or whatever, but there Will are, the monkeypox <clears throat> booster be required for attendance, Greg? No, you don't have to be vaccinated for monkeypox. You don't have to wear a monkey mask or anything what like about that. Banana <laughs> day keeps the monkey away. Yeah, so. What about the fifth monkeypox booster? Will that be required? <laughs> We're joking the CDC, the the WHO. Not, How many not, boosters is Israel on now? Four? Not, not the rock group, the WHO, but the World Health Organization is now warning us for possible shutdowns for monkeypox. You know, we're kind of making light of it. I have been told by some of my people in marketing that I need to put it out there that we're not closing for monkeypox before that comes yeah, out. Last podcast, I said, uh, already, I'm going to get ahead of it. I'm not for any monkeypox mandates, any forced monkeypox <laughs> vaccination, any illegal, unconstitutional monkeypox shutdowns of anything. Any kind of monkey business. So rbtc.org, if you'll just go there, give us your Email address and your phone number. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, talk to you more about Rama, tell you what Rama is all about. Hopefully, maybe get you here to start on the 6th. Or if you can't do that, maybe next January you can start then 
as well. But it's a great place to get a great foundation. Yeah. One of the things that you actually were talking about being led by the Spirit of God, it is interesting, been talking about that here from the pulpit, that in the day and age that we live in, we need to be led by the Spirit of God. Secondly, we need to know the 91st Psalm. Maybe we'll talk about that on a mm-hmm. podcast here. Some of you might have heard, and we're kind of lighthearted on our podcast all the time, but we recently had a shooting here in Tulsa. I was yeah. getting ready to yeah. mention that, man. At, at the Natalie Building, which is right next to St. Francis Hospital, part of the St. Francis thing. And so um, people need to read the Bible on this, where Jesus Christ yes. said, if you don't have a sword, sell your cloak and go buy one. The mm-hmm. modern day sword is a firearm. Yes. And so we are pro Second Amendment and gun ownership no matter what Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> but we, we do believe in being responsible gun owners. We want though. to be responsible with yes, it, though, we, Craig. Well, it's but, amazing, Craig. We were just talking about this the other day. You know, as much as the media hates the Second Amendment and law-abiding gun owners and wants to make them targets for psychopaths with these gun-free zones, which are just massacre zones where the vast majority of mass shootings occur, We've never heard a report. Have you? I mean, I haven't heard one yet. Someone bring it to my attention. Message me at d4ok.us if you ever have seen a report of a law-abiding citizen with a carry permit or where there's constitutional carry allowed, like in the state of Oklahoma and 14 other states, accidentally shot and killed someone in defense, in defensive use of their firearm. Matter of fact, Barack Obama, CDC, a real conservative group, right? Yeah had declared that firearms are used millions of times per year in defensive uses, thousands of times more in defensive uses than in the commission of felonies, including murders and assaults. And you know, it's, but Getting back to being led by the Spirit of God, so we, we had a, a couple who was actually in the Natalie building right before this happened. One thing I'm talking about, claiming that you first saw yourself every day and said that they did that and they were there. What happened at the Natalie building? That's where the shooting was, the Natalie building. And that was at St. Francis? St. Francis Hospital in Natalie building. And unfortunately, four people lost their life, including two doctors. Just a, a sad, tragic thing. The one guy actually sacrificed himself so his wife and his others wife could, could, escape. could escape. He was yeah. a, a vet. Yeah. Held wow. the door shut. And so um, we got to get these veterans in our schools to protect them. They want to so, do it. You know, they want to so do it. Those people were talking about, you know, you know, praying, you know, and being led by the Spirit of God, and said, you know, you know, who knows? We were just there. They were there on the ninth floor of the building right before this happened. Thank God for His protection. Well, it's you like nine eleven when all those people just felt like not going to the building. It was supernatural. Yeah. How yeah. many tens of thousands yeah. of people that are normally at those trade center buildings just felt like not going into work that day well, or well, felt a horror? Well, actually, the report I got of, of one of one of our pastor's sons worked in that building, and on the way there, and, and I'm, I'm just going to be honest because trade I, center, trade center, he was probably a little bit further away from God at that point in time than he had. You know, probably should be living the life. He was on the way there. And something kept on telling him to stop, you know, get a coffee, get something to eat. But I'm going to be late if I do that. And, you know, it's a couple of times. And we, we know it's the Holy Spirit. And so turned no, out. No, brother, you're just going to be right on time yeah. when you follow the so, the Spirit. So it turned out after he stopped, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I think he got a donut, some coffee and some, you know, whatever. So here he's driving up when, when he sees his building falling down. And he's like, thank God I stopped and yeah. got something to eat. Amen. You know, and in the day and age that we live in, you know, that we need to follow after God will lead us and guide us. I mean, something else has happened since our last recorded podcast was involved the shooting. And I know this is hard because kids don't want to go to school. I, I get that. One of the little girls was adamant. I don't want to go to school today. I don't want to go to school today. 
fortunately, she lost her life that day. Well, you shouldn't be forced to go to public school anyway. <laughs> That's a whole I mean, other I, podcast. I believe in, <laughs> I believe in school choice. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're turning out kids that a third of them can't read or more in some places. But they do get taught about uh, alternative lifestyles at five. Yeah. Anyway, rbtc.org is a great place <laughs> to learn about a school that you should go to, that Rainbow Bible Training Proper son. And that it's wrong to ask children about sex. Yes. <laughs> we do cover some of those things in pastoral care. Yeah. Well, you know, and maybe Common Sense 101. I mean, you know, that's well, what... I found that common sense is quite uncommon, especially in the political arena, Craig. Yes. Um, so, David, do you have any more last words that you, you want to say before we end today's podcast? Um, you know, about someone getting involved in politics. Or- yeah. Go to dambroser.com. I'll help you out. I'm running a campaign. I'm running for state senate. Uh, again, I- That's Oklahoma state senate for some of you in India. You know, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I'm on the ballot in India, you go ahead and vote for me there, too. <laughs> yeah. So you want to vote for you? You know, vote for me and vote often. <laughs> yeah, to, vote well, early, vote often. Well, I, I am a Republican, so you can only vote for me once. But if you're a Democrat and you're over 115 years old and perhaps dead, you know, I don't know the rules. I guess you can vote as many times <laughs> as you'd like to. All right. So that's D4OK.US, correct? Correct. Or Dambroso.com. They go to the same spot. And uh, uh, it's very serious, folks. I mean, my race has national implications like we discussed earlier. Uh, I am the tie-breaking vote, so we didn't discuss this. I'll only take a a minute or two to do this. Um, After regular session, it ends in May. The state legislator no longer is in session after May. The issue of statewide COVID mandates came up, so there could be a special session uh, session by the Oklahoma state legislator given. And the vote came up uh, to have a special session of the Oklahoma state legislator to end all COVID mandates. And my opponent was literally the tie-breaking vote, according to OK2A and OKHPR, to not go to that special session to end those COVID mandates in the state of Oklahoma. So thousands of Oklahomans are unemployed or had to be forced to take this vaccination against their will because of that decision. Now, I bring that up because that's critical. I mean, I obviously oppose all COVID mandates. Or any mandates, period. Mandates are illegal. Generally, mandates are. I mean, we can get into specific things. I mean, we mandate that you don't murder people, but we don't really generally call that a mandate. And that's, by the way, why we don't need any gun laws other than the Second Amendment. It's, it's a already, mandate that doesn't end well. It's yeah. already a really super illegal to murder people, guys. So we don't need any gun laws adding modifiers. But in any case... When I'm elected, I will be the tie-breaking vote to remove rhino leadership from the Oklahoma State Senate. And there's an office called the Senate Pro Tempore. It's a position a state senator gets. It's the president of the Senate. Now, Craig, I asked most voters, what do you think? Why does it even matter who the president of the Oklahoma State Senate is? What is their great power? They decide whether they hear your bill or not. And uh, in Oklahoma, as I've talked to many senators about certain bills, I said, well, Craig, I would support that. But if I do, then this individual, I won't name him by name, even though I could. Um, Is he the president of the Oklahoma State Senate? Yes, yes. The pro tempore? Okay. pro tempore says he's not going to hear my bill. And then if he's going to hear my bill, he's going to say, well, I'm going to take your name off of it. And we'll make sure somebody else runs that bill up because I don't want to give you any credit. Yeah. The, the uh, Senate president, we'll call him that instead of pro tempore, uh, less Latin, more accessible to us English speakers. He has plenary or absolute power over every bill that is heard or not heard. 
voted on or not voted on. He decides if the bills are even heard, if there's even debate on them, whether they're voted or not. He controls the agenda at all times. So for 115 years in the state of Oklahoma, we've never had a constitutional conservative as that Senate president. So as a result of that, currently, bills that take dead people automatically off the voter rolls are not even heard. Because we have rhino leadership here in Oklahoma and that, with the supermajority of Republicans. That's an, a true example. Not, not you know, a— That's not a, hypothetical. Hypothetical. That, that happened. That happened. We won't even hear the strongest abortion bills in the country that could end abortion for all 50 states. They, they aren't even heard. Many tax cuts, government regulation cuts, many points of the Trump agenda are never even heard or voted on because of rhino leadership. Every state senator gets a vote. In caucus, okay, just a group for who the state, who the Senate president is. I would be, if I win this race, God willing, can we just believe that God's person's going to win this race? Not yeah. me, just whoever God wants. The person who wins this race effectively decides who the president of the Oklahoma State Senate is. And if we get a constitutionalist in, like I'm going to pick, like Nathan Dom or Rob Standridge or Warren Hamilton, they're going to hear every America First bill and not even hear nonsense bills like asking kids what kind of sex they like to have or triple tax increases or anything like this. And that's another thing. My opponent supported 1010XX, the largest tax increase in state history, while we we're sitting on the biggest surplus ever. You know what? This constitutionalist isn't even going to hear stupid bills like that. Instead, we're going to cut taxes, cut regulation, and actually increase state revenues, just like Trump did. He cut taxes, and we saw the largest revenue surplus in American history after he did that. So that's why this race has national implications. We are going to make laws that secure the Second Amendment and can even eliminate national infringements upon our rights. And again, folks, the Second Amendment doesn't guarantee you're right. It's not what gives you that right to own guns. That's a, a right, according to the founders, that's given by God. It merely reflects it. The Second Amendment only exists to restrict governments from interfering with what arms you own. And don't believe the lies. You can own a, a cannon. You could own a cannon in 1791 in the United States of America, despite what Brandon says right after his nap. <laughs> anyway... RBTC.org, if you want to get a, get a foundation for life, um, what, whether you feel called to ministry or want to learn more about the Bible, RBTC.org, if you'll go there, find more information about Rhema Bible What Training does RBTC.org stand for? Rhema Bible Training College. Amen. So um, with that, we're going to end today's podcast. We thank you for joining us um, each and every week, and we love to hear from our listeners. But here at Ramo, we're bringing hope, hope help, and healing, healing to the, the world. world. God bless you guys. You have a wonderful day.